Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Charming Libra. This is our bonus episode for Wellness Wednesday, and I mentioned that we will be doing another. This is us learning medical astrology together. I've already been studying it, and so I thought it would be interesting for you guys because a lot of people actually don't know that there is medical astrology, but it exists. It was like the practice in ancient times, and you guys know how much I'm a nerd for that. Uh, So this book that I'm reading from is Astrology, Nutrition, and Health by Robert Carl Jansky. Um, If you have not listened to the first introduction episode of this book, please, I suggest that you go listen to that episode first because it starts out uh, with the second chapter, which is, um, I didn't do the first because, you know, the first chapter is the introduction. So it was like, it, it doesn't really say anything, so... Um, yeah, but it was called the basic tools of medical astrology. So you want to hear that first so that you can kind of understand what we're talking about here, but, uh, let's go ahead and move on. So this one is chapter three. And as I mentioned, it's astro nutritional theory. So it says in this chapter, we discuss how to apply the symbolism of astrology to nutrition In subsequent chapters, we take up the various steps in nutrition in more detail. You may think that nutrition begins when you place food in your mouth and start to chew it. However, both astrology and nutrition make it very clear that the process of nutrition starts long before this. It starts on the farm or ranch with the raising of the crops or animals and continues through intermediate processing steps and the final cooking for the food. What the animals are fed, what fertilizers are used in growing the crops, whether pesticides are used, what preservatives and other artificial materials are added by the food processor, all these factors are important in understanding the whole process of nutrition. So you guys have to be aware of your food. I cannot I cannot scream that enough because um uh there's a difference between like let's say um <laughs> buying vegetables from a regular like store uh, that doesn't sell organic stuff and then buying them from Whole Foods, right? Or Trader Joe's. If it's not organic, it's going to have a lot of pesticides sprayed on it, which will affect your body because it's toxic to your body. Um, So it's highly suggestible that you get all your vegetables organic and fruits. Now, if you can't get all of it in, um, organic because I know it can be more pricey. It's definitely worth it. Um, you can uh, you can bypass some of them like bananas because, you know, bananas have a skin over it or oranges, like things like that. Things that have like a thick skin where you have to like kind of cut through it and stuff like that. It's fine. But like, let's say like an apple or a strawberry, you definitely want those organic because we eat the skins of those. So, um, same with meats. Uh, you want your meat to be, you know, like organic, grass fed, you know, um, you don't want anything with a whole bunch of hormones and everything that's been pumped through it. Um, it's not good for the body. Of course, you know, like I said, it's going to be more expensive, but it is definitely worth it. Like if we can go buy Burger King, we can save that money up and buy some organic healthy meat. Uh, but yeah, you have to consider all that when eating healthy because, even though it seems like you're doing it, you're still getting in toxins and stuff if you're not buying like really good high quality food. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into nutrition and the houses. So it says, 
Let's look at the first steps in nutrition in terms of astrology. Basic astrological theory teaches us that each sign and each house prepares the way for the next sign and the next house, the next step. The first house of the horoscope represents the personal side of your nature, yourself in relationship to you. So if you guys don't know what that is, that's the first six signs are Aries through Virgo, and that represents the self, the relationship with yourself, like it said. And the last six, which is um, starts with Libra to Pisces, the interpersonal side of our nature, yourself in relationship to others. The first quadrant, house one, two, and three, represents what you are born with. The first house, the physical body. The second, the senses, which connect the physical body with the mind. And the third, the intellect. The second house represents what you value. It is the natural house of Taurus. And Taurus is ruled by Venus, which represents the sensory organs. It is precisely these organs that we use to determine what foods we like and dislike. Taste is certainly one of these senses, but smell, the visual appearance, and the texture of the food we eat are also important in our reactions to food. And who does not enjoy hearing bacon frying or being complimented on a meal well uh, prepared and served? All five senses are involved in eating, and all five senses are ruled by Venus, the pleasure principle. Taurus has always been symbolic of the gourmet. <laughs> so it says the second quadrant, quadrant houses four, five, and six represent the, the fulfillment of your personal needs from resources outside of yourself. The fourth house, whose natural sign ruler is cancer, represents the nurturing of life, motherhood, security, and family tradition. It also governs the soil, the dairy industry, milk, and food processing. The individual, as represented by the first three houses, must be given a chance to grow and mature, and the signs Cancer through Virgo represent the summer months when growth flourishes. From the security provided by the mother, the fourth house, the child comes to feel loved, the fifth house, and is able to offer himself in love to others. Leo, ruler of the heart, is the natural ruler of the fifth house. This house also represents our creativity within the food preparation process. Leo is a fire sign, and heating or cooking is a very important part of food preparation. This is where the cook, fourth house, expresses his or her creativity. The sign on the cusp of the fifth house in your horoscope symbolizes the style with which you prepare the food you eat. The United States, born on July 4th, is a cancer sun nation, and it is, and it's it is basic to the American tradition that love is expressed by serving a good meal. The sixth house, of course, represents what happens to the food when you put it in your mouth, as well as your eating habits and the conditions surrounding mealtimes. We have already pointed out that Virgo and its natural house represents your diet. Virgo, the ruler of nutrition, is symbolized by the grain of wheat. Consider its opposite sign, Pisces, symbolized by the fishes. It is interesting that in the symbolism of the Bible, Christ fed the multitudes with the loaves, Virgo, and fishes, Pisces. Crossing the horizon, we move into the upper hemisphere and the third quadrant, houses 7, 8, and 9. The seventh house represents how well your body is able to regulate and balance, Libra, 
your diet against your individual daily requirements. The eighth, eighth house represents how you finally in, eliminate the materials that the body cannot use, Scorpio. The ninth house represents the results of a whole nutritional process in growth and, and maturation, maturation. Sagittarius and Jupiter, each sign and house leads to the next step in the process. The fourth and final quadrant includes the 10th, 11th, and 12th house. The 10th house is where the individual, having satisfied his needs and grown to maturity, is able to productively utilize his or her time. Here, the mature adult works and earns a reputation based upon the fruits of his labor. Astrologers often refer to the 2nd, 6th, and 10th houses as the material or business houses because they are said to represent your business acumen. We may also call them, oh, also, um, I want to show you, they have a figure, I can't show you, tell you rather. They have a figure, it's called the nutritional triangle, and it shows like the reputation. So it's a triangle, the, the top point, it shows reputation, which is ruled by 10th house and Capricorn. And then to the bottom right point, it's the 6th house eating habits, which is ruled by Virgo. And the bottom left um, triangle point is taste and food, which is ruled by the second house, um, Taurus. So notice how this is basically almost like it's basically almost like a trine, pretty much, with all the earth signs in it. So it says we may also call them the nu the nutritional houses because they are symbolic of your of your nutritional tastes and habits. Taking responsibility for these aspects of nutrition results in your physical well-being. The 11th and 12th house being opposite the 5th and 6th indicate your knowledge uh, of membership rights and obligations. Um, I meant, I'm sorry, indicate your acknowledgement of membership rights and obligations within society and finally within the cosmos. Through the sacrifice you make as shown by the 12th house, you become a source of life and sustainment for all future generations. Okay, so you see how that's, it, it's a lot to take in. Um, it can be really confusing sounding, but it's going to, it's going to all come together, guys. They're going to explain um, with each sign. So let's go ahead and um, jump into the next one. It says signs on the sixth house cusp. So let's look at some of the factors of the nutritional triangle as they pertain to your own chart. Normally, the second, the second, sixth, and tenth houses, house signs are all in the same element. So it's like that triangle I told you guys where it was Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn. Um, you will have to make allowances for charts in which inter intercepted signs disturb this natural relationship. So, okay, this is where it's going to say by sign. So, of course, we start with the first sign, first house ruler, Aries. So, Aries, typically you're a hit-and-run eater, eating whenever you are hungry rather than at a scheduled times each day. You usually prefer your food hot and spicy, and you tend to gobble your food without chewing it adequately. You're less likely than others to plan a balanced diet. You're a protein eater, and you need more meat in your diet and more foods that are high in iron than the average individual. With Aries here, you have a Scorpio ascendant and are normally not one to remark that you enjoyed your meal. Now, as far as when it says that, you guys, I don't understand that part. 
um, because I know the only way to find uh, that you have a Scorpio ascendant is by time. So I don't know where they're getting that information from. So I guess if you're a Scorpio ascendant, you can relate to this. Other than that, um, I don't know if it's to me, it sounds like they're saying in general. So I don't know. Um, I can't really explain that. And I'm sorry. Um, this book is quite old. Um, anyways, says, uh, with Aries here, you have a Scorpio ascendant and are normally not one to remark that you enjoyed your meal. In truth, you don't, you don't much care whether the meal is served graciously or tastefully. Your tendency is just to dig in and you are usually the first to leave the table once you are full. You hate to cook and when you do, you tend to overcook your food. You are likely to be a regular customer at McDonald's and other fast food establishments for your hate to stand uh, for you hate to stand in line and wait for a meal. Your tastes in food are basically Sagittarian and you especially like foods that are boiled. With Leo on your 10th cusp, 10th house cusp, you will find that a create creative creatively prepared Appetizing dinner is enjoyable and has a calming effect. Warm, lightly seasoned foods with little salt will promote better digestion and nutrition. Hmm. So I wonder what it means with, it says, with Leo on your 10th house cusp. I don't, I don't know. Um, that's why we're learning this together. Uh, because as I mentioned, I study uh, new, uh medical astrology, but this is a nutrition-based one. Um, the one that I do goes by like physical ailments that you would feel. It doesn't mention anything of being on the 10th house cusp and all these different signs that they're throwing out. So this is nutritional based, I guess. So yeah. So basically what it's saying though, is that, you know, Aries, you guys, you're just go-getters. You're, you're ready to start the day. You're ready to get going you're not really the time to really uh, plan meals. You just, you eat on the go pretty much. Like you're that kind of person um, that will fucking take a piece of toast and run the, run the class. It kind of reminds me of, you know, one of my favorite animes, Sailor Moon, where every morning she was late and she would be running with a piece of toast in her mouth um, on her way to school. Um, that's pretty much Aries, like fast food, anything quick anything that's just going to fuel their body for the little bit of the needs. Uh, like it mentioned, Aries, you guys do very well with protein and actually handle digesting proteins better than any other sign, um, to be honest. So um, let's see, let's jump to Taurus. No question about it. You're the gourmet. You eat slowly and like to savor what you eat. Typically, you're not picky about foods. You eat as long as they are well prepared. However, you have a tendency to overeat and your keen taste for desserts may incline you to become rather plump as you get older. You have Sagittarius rising and thus Jupiter is your chart ruler. Jupiter inclines to excess and the result of dietary excess is fat, also ruled by Jupiter. Sagittarius, however, inclines you to be rather tall with a large frame, so excess fat is not as obvious. You have the satisfaction of knowing that with Sagittarius rising, if you if you watch your diet, you may live longer than other people. Capricorn rules your taste, which probably includes a fondness for mushrooms, sour or acid foods like sauerkraut and pickles, cold foods like ices and ice cream, and gourmet foods from other countries. 
With Virgo on the 10th house cup, the point of nutritional balance, you should pay, you should pay close attention to what you eat. Identify and avoid any foods that make you feel uncomfortable after eating. Eating too much food, Taurus, or concentrating too, too much on how the meal is served, Capricorn will disturb your metabolic balance. Um, so I want to let you guys kind of know this because uh, I do know um, in medical astrology, if you have a lot of like ill-aspected like Venus to Jupiter or Jupiter anything, um, you need to you need to kind of like beware of you know like gaining weight or becoming obese because Venus is a planet of pleasure. So of course Venus is going to be more of that you know, that, that energy where you enjoy, you know, you enjoy your foods, like, cause you, because it's pleasurable to you, you'll continue to eat them like desserts, sugars, anything you enjoy, you can end up eating it, um, in excess because it's, you know, it's pleasing you. Like I would say like emotional eating would be a big one for that one, because I know I'm, you know, like I have a Libra sun ruled by Venus and at one point, I was a huge emotional eater where I would just eat things because it would make me feel good and it resulted in weight gain. Uh, because, of course, my feel good foods was cakes and sugars and ice creams, donuts, pastries, anything that was pretty much like bait. Um, and for those who have Jupiter, you have to watch out for that, as mentioned, because it's the planet of growth and expansion. And, uh, while that means goals in a typical astrology reading um, for medical astrology, growth and expansion usually means, you know, getting fat and or, you know, like different kinds of growths, like tumors and all that kind of stuff that you got to beware of if it's ill aspected. Um, so watch out for that. Um, if you don't know your chart ruler, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cuss. Well, I cuss all the time I'm here. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, I'm trying to remember because I haven't did it in a long time, but I might have to mention it on the next episode, but I know, I believe it's like astro.com or either you have to Google, uh, Google chart, um, planet chart roller or something like that. And then it'll give you like what planets are, you know, um, gosh, it'll be like, what planet is the most, uh, like the most, like, I don't want to say active, but has the biggest effect on your chart pretty much. Right. So, um, you can do that. And then there's another one that I had did where it shows the percentage of every single planet. And then it'll tell you like exactly which planet makes, you know, has the biggest like influence on your chart. Um, I feel like, it said mine's was Jupiter. So I, I that's why I need to, if I, I'm going to redo it, you guys, because I haven't did it in years. So when I find it out, I'll let you guys know that way you can know, you know, exactly what planets rule your chart and, you know, go from there. Um, if you have Mars, you're probably lucky, like Mars, the sun, anything fire related, you're going to be really lucky. Fire, air. Because fire is the fastest when it comes to burning food and everything. Air second. Uh, the third is water. And then the slowest is earth. So, all right. So anyways, let's jump to Gemini. 
You're inclined to eat when you feel like it rather than at scheduled times. In other words, you're a snacker. Both men and women with Gemini here like to, like to cook and prepare meals for others. And while they're cooking, they nibble so by the time the meal is ready, they're, they're generally full. Mealtime for you is a time for good conversation, discussing the day's act, activities around the table. With Capricorn rising, good form is important, and you notice good manners and insist upon them in your children. Your taste in food are basically Aquarian, and since Aquarius rules salt, you like your foods well salted, which is not conducive to good nutrition. Your tastes in food change often, and thus you require a great variety, but you are willing to try most any food at least once. A balanced diet is your key to good nutrition. With Libra on the 10th house cusp, you should plan each meal to include foods from each of your four nutritional groups. So notice that's basically saying a balanced um, a balanced diet uh, since you're influenced by a Libra. Um, okay, so the next is Cancer. Like Taurus, you love good food and large family gatherings at mealtimes. Your tastes of food tend toward the traditional. Probably you have a large collection of recipes, some of which have been handed down through the family for generations. And you take pride in your cooking, especially of desserts. Cancers are cake and pie bakers and eaters. Dairy products are probably an important part of your meals. You like to see others leave the table stuffed. And if children are around, you probably keep a jar full of cookies for them. If you have Capricorn rising, you also have many of the characteristics mentioned in the description of Gemini on the sixth house cusp. With rather fixed fixed taste in food, if you brown bag it at work, you're inclined to stick to the same foods day after day with little variety. But if Aquarius or for some or for some Capricorn is rising, Pisces occupies your second house, which means you enjoy seafoods. Since Pisces symbolizes fish and fish and the sea, Pisces is changeable to, so you need plenty of variety in your diet. With taste good, with what tastes good today can lose its appeal tomorrow. Alcoholic beverages, fried foods, and oily salads also appeal to you, but excess of all three should be avoided for good nutrition and health. With Scorpio on your tenth house, the key to good nutrition. As proper elimination, be sure to include foods that add bulk, such as salads and bran. Illness may be caused by a buildup of toxic waste products, so you should promote elimination. Periodic fasting and or occasional use of mild laxative may enhance your feeling of well-being. Um, I think I kind of understand. It's just throwing out, like, if you do have risings, I guess, because if you have those certain risings, that whatever, what it just said, it would benefit you either more or less. So that makes sense. Um, as far as when it says like you you may have like a Pisces um, cusp, I'm thinking because if it's between Aquarius or Capricorn, um, you could be in between that. So I think that's what it's getting at. So let's go ahead and jump into, oh, but Cancers, yeah. Cancers, of course, you guys are the nurturing mommy of the Zodiac. So it doesn't surprise me that you guys enjoy baking, enjoy cooking for everyone, enjoy making sure the food is amazing, making sure everyone is full, making sure that everyone feels good. That's just you. So it does not surprise me that you have that kind of nurturing style way of, you know, eating food and everything. So 
Next is Leo. Those with Leo here, the sun worshippers, like their food well cooked and hot. Served in warm surroundings with lots of pomp and ceremony. You enjoy eating out at the most lavish places your pocketbook will permit. You are attracted to separate uh, clubs and cabarets that provide entertainment with a meal. When you entertain, there is always plenty of food for the guests. You put on a good parties with which people generally enjoy. With Pisces rising, you usually provide lots of liquor too if you can afford it. Lavish is the best word to describe your eating habits. When you shop, you're inclined to pick the most colorful, fresh, sun-ripened foods and the best cuts of meat you can afford. With Cancer on the fifth house, you may well have the reputation of being a good cook. Garlic, lamb, mustard, and rhubarb should appeal in your taste since they are all ruled by Aries on your second house of taste. With... Sagittarius on your 10th house cusp, you should get plenty of exercise for good health. After a heavy meal, a brisk walk will aid digestion and make you feel good. If you do not exercise enough, you will tend to feel full and sluggish after eating, which may lead to buildup of toxic waste. So Virgos, um, the pickiness of Virgo is most noticeable on the cusp of the 6th house. Um, it's a natural house. Many nutritionists have Virgo here, and if you're typical, you are the family nutritionist. You are concerned that everyone around you eat a balanced diet, well supplemented by vitamins and other dietary needs. Many with Virgo here are vegetarians or follow some other rather strict dietary regimen. You like to serve your meals on time or on a fixed schedule. People with this placement seem to be continually on a diet and watch their calorie intake carefully. Since Aries rises, your patience with others' eating habits is rather short. Beans, cereal, and pork products products should especially suit your taste. With Taurus on your second house, with Leo on the cusp of your fifth house, you like your food colorfully prepared and steamy hot. Capricorn on your 10th house cusp is a reminder of an often neglected factor in good nutrition, proper uh, posture. At meals, be sure to sit in a chair that makes you sit up straight, and afterwards, be sure to sit or stand with a straight back. By paying more attention to your posture at all times, you can often avoid many minor digestive problems. So Virgos, of course, we've mentioned that in Virgo season, you guys can be quite sensitive to certain foods, so you have to really make sure you know what you're putting in your body. You have to really make sure that um, you're eating those high-end foods because if not, you're going to have very nasty digestion issues. You guys are just very sensitive to what you are. You're very, I feel like your body is really in, like intuitive of like earthy stuff. So when it comes to what is being put in your body, it's like, mm, no, honey, uh-uh. like that can happen with anyone. But the point is that I feel like Virgos are way more like gut, like just more like body intuitive to me. I don't know if that makes sense, but I hope you guys get what I'm trying to say. Okay, so Libra with Libra here, mealtimes are the occasion for good conversation and sociability. When you entertain, food is not so important, although you usually have plenty of candy around. See how Libra is always mixed with sweets. You are the cocktail party variety of entertainer. With Virgo on the fifth house cusp, though, you are a stickler for properly prepared meals. If Taurus rises, you can be a slave to habit in that you are not very willing to try new foods. Potatoes ruled by Venus may well be a mainstay of your diet. Archie Bunker at the dinner table is a symbol of this placement. 
Typically, you have a sweet tooth and gifts of candy are always welcome. This combination tends to make you overweight, so count your calories carefully. With Gemini on your second house cusp, you like nuts and it meets the rib and shoulder cuts. This combination best symbolizes America's eating habits. Aquarius, the water bear on your 10th house cusps, suggests that suggests the need to include more liquids in your diet. Liquids aid in good digestion by washing excess salts out of your system, and constipation may be a problem unless you increase your intake of liquids. So definitely make sure you stay hydrated, Libras, as always, because remember, we also rule the kidneys, and to cleanse the kidneys, it needs lots of hydration. So um, also same with the, you know, eating lots of sugar and pastries and candies. Make sure you are, you know, um, I'm not really like a huge calorie counter. Uh, I'm more of like a macro person. Make sure you're basically like journaling or keeping count of your macros to make sure you're not overeating in sugar so that you make sure that your body can stay balanced. Um, Okay, so next is Scorpio. This is the sign of the loner and Pluto. Its ruler symbolizes dark and out of the way places. Dark, intimate, and unusual eating places off the beaten path should, should appeal to you. You don't mind eating alone or with just one other person by candlelight in romantic surroundings. Something to drink with meals, alcoholic or otherwise, is a must. With cancer on your second house, you're probably a milk drinker. You love dairy products of all sorts as well as oysters, often raw, macaroni, noodles, eggs, and mushrooms. Many people with Virgo on the fourth house cusp enjoy growing their own vegetables in a backyard garden. A particularity of this combination is that you tend to eat when you feel when you feel like it, and when you get hungry, nothing can keep you from eating. You are very compulsive about eating times and food selection. When you are hungry, you don't like to be kept waiting. With Pisces on your tenth house cusp, you tend to assume that your diet is providing what you need because you are more interested in other area of life. With Gemini rising, you should focus your attention more on your diet and take responsibility for your own nutrition. It can be fascinating study, and with your intellectual curiosity, it is certainly worthy of your attention. All right, so the next one is Sagittarius. Um, with Jupiter ruling the sixth house, this combination is symbolized by the horn of ability. Your, your table groans under the weight of the food. Your family will never go hungry as long as you have a nickel in your pocket. And in-laws may frequent guests at your, your table. Foods from abroad whet your appetite. There is also a tendency to overeat, and few people with this combination can be called skinny. When you prepare meals you like, everyone else stay out of the kitchen. With Leo on the cusp of your second house, your tastes include almonds, cinnamon, corn, gin, citrus, fruits, olives, rice, and foods grown on vines such as grapes and squash. Aries on your 10th house cusp emphasize the need to pay more attention to your physical body. Are you proud of your body? With cancer rising, you are sensitive about what others think of you and a bad self-image can drive you back into your shell. You take great pride in your possessions, but remember your greatest um, position is your body. By taking pride in it and paying attention to your bodily nutrition, you can gain 
greater self-confidence and security. So again, because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, you can have weight problems if you're not careful with how you eat. Um, as it mentioned, Sagittarius uh, should, you guys might have to be one of those ones that work out to, ma to maintain a healthy physique and body. Um, but I think, like I mentioned, I get it. It seems that like it said with Sagittarius, it's going by trines, obviously. So um, it mentions, you know, Sagittarius is going to be trying with um, anything that's uh, a trine that's with anything that's in the same element. So that's Sagittarius, Leo, Aries. And then I don't, I think it's either, I don't know, is it square or quincux uh, when it mentions water signs? Because I noticed with fire sign, it'll mention you guys have like a water rising. Or if I mention a water sign, it's mentioning a fire rising. And then when I'm doing air, it's mentioning a um, earth, an earth rising, pretty much, right? So I think I see where this goes. It's between a trine and I don't know, fuck. I don't know, like, it's either, I don't think it's square or, no, because a quincux would be um, Sagittarius and Pisces. So, it might be a square. I don't know. It might be mentioning squares, and I know for sure trines, because it's with, because um, sextile, I believe, is with, if it was like Sagittarius and let's say Gemini. So, perhaps, yeah, it's doing a square. A square and trine. So I think I got it, guys. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so next is Capricorn. You tend to be careful about what you eat and you are able to leave the table when you are full. You are concerned from, with form, good manners, and how the meal is served. Leo Rising compliments this. When you eat out, you choose a place where you will be noticed socially and you are usually not a bit hesitant about sending food back to the kitchen. You like to transact, uh, tra transact business at the dinner table, and you rarely drink too much, if at all. Virgo on the second house makes your taste even more fussy. Honey, poultry, and grain foods satisfy your Virgo taste well. While you may not be gourmet, you are likely to be a connoisseur of food and drink and an excellent coffee and wine taster. Taurus on the cusp of your 10th house means that your, your taste is a good indicator of what is best for you to eat. If something doesn't taste good, you probably shouldn't shouldn't eat it. Listen to what your taste buds tell you about what is the best for you nutritionally. So this is just really interesting to me. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna um, definitely look at, um, you know, like my trying like other air signs and everything, and see like if eating in that way affects me for the positive, and then like see what it does with like the earthy kind of stuff too because it's really interesting I like that it, it's just I had to mention that you guys because I'm telling you my mind I have like a third house stellium and my mind will go fucking nuts if I don't figure out what I'm like trying to understand and read okay so Aquarius is next quite a number of people with Aquarius the sign of service and the house of service work in the food industry frequently as waiters and waitresses you are particularly careful about how you prepare food for yourself and others and you like to experiment with new and sometimes rather zany dishes you are budget conscious and know how to get the best value for your food dollar with Libra on the second house cusp, sweets can sometimes be a problem you enjoy strawberries and like to have music with your meals the duality of Gemini, which is on the cusp of your 10th house, controls your nutrition. 
At one point, you are very careful about the kinds of food you eat, but at the next, you overindulge in junk foods that you have no food value. Overindulgence in sweets and carbohydrates is likely to be your greatest problem. However, Virgo rising gives you the ability to discriminate and to choose your diet wisely. Okay, and the last one is for Pisces. Individuals with Pisces here eat when they feel like it. When the mood strikes them, you like alcohol, but you are often diet cautious. Because with Libra rising, you want to maintain an attractive physical appearance. With Scorpio on the second house cusp, your taste and food are fixed with definite like and dislikes. You eat plenty of protein. You are not a candy eater and rarely eat desserts, but you do love licorice. You fit in easily with any social group at mealtime and enjoy good conversations while eating. But when you when you are really hungry, you tend to bolt your food without chewing it po- properly. Normally, you enjoy cooking for and entertaining others at meals. You tend to oversalt your foods. You also enjoy growing your own vegetables in a backyard garden. Guess who eats with you? Guess who eat eat with you had better compliment the chef, or they are not likely to get another invitation. Those with Libra rising thrive on flattery. Cancer cancer on your 10th house cusp indicates a need to drink plenty of liquids with your meals. With Libra rising, balance is essential in your diet, and you should balance solid foods with enough liquids to aid digestion. Food allergies and gas are indicators of an unbalanced diet. Also, you tend to eat when you are feeling insecure or to drink when you are tense. But it is not good to try to escape your problems by eating. Your emotions at mealtime affect your digestion, so try to create a pleasant atmosphere when you eat. Interesting. It sounds a lot like me, too, considering it's my moon sign, so I don't know. All right, so let's go to food allergies. And we're almost done, guys, shockingly enough. I think that was like one of the longer parts. So food allergies, it says every health-oriented astrologer knows that allergies are primarily symbolized by the moon and by cancer. Those with the moon in the sixth house or cancer on its cusp frequently reports allergic reaction to certain types of foods. They are likely to be allergic to dairy products, especially milk, although they may like these foods anyway. Watch also for any planets in the horoscope that are in square aspect to the moon. For the foods symbolized by the aspect, planets may cause food allergies. Ooh, interesting. Jupiter or Venus square the moon in the sixth house, for example, sometimes indicates an allergic reaction to strawberries. Oh. I have observed that many persons with Gemini on the cusp of the sixth house also suffer from food allergy because cancer occupies the latter degrees of this house. Asthma in particular can be brought on by certain foods. So I'm going to have to look at um, planets because I do have a square to Neptune in, uh, against my moon. So that's interesting. Um, and I have quite a bit of, you know, foods I cannot tolerate lately. So I need to do like a really good elimination diet. Anyways, sun sign variations. In general, all humans have the same general nutritional requirements. However, because of hereditary, we require differing proportions of the various essential foods because we digest some substances easily and others with some difficulty. Your natal, char- your, natal, your natal sun sign indicates foods that are metabolized easily. The sign opposite the sun sign indicates foods that are not metabolized easily. Oh my God, you guys, this fucking freaks me out because this makes sense. Like, I am a Libra, 
but I, I have, like, I can't stand to eat, um, like, heavy protein, like, I, I can't, like, I have a hard time eating it, it's really like I almost should be vegan or vegetarian, I like, or rather pescatarian, because I can eat seafood all day long, because it's so light, my stomach seems to just digest it, like, with ease, but when it comes to fucking steaks and shit, and thick-ass pieces of meat, my body does not do well. Like I cannot eat a thick piece of meat. It has to be like, usually if I cook meat like that, it's very thin cut because I, I just cannot, my stomach just does not want it, to, it just does not do good with it. And that makes a lot of sense because my opposite sign is Aries. Okay. So it says, however, if a person increases the proportion of the food symbolized with a sign opposite the sun sign, there is a little benefit unless the substance related to the sun sign are also present to enhance their metabolism. For example, people with sun and cancer require increased calcium in the diet. Since calcium is ruled by Saturn, which also rules Capricorn, cancer's opposite sign, to take calcium tablets alone would have little effect. The calcium should be obtained through milk, dairy products, and other cancer-ruled substances. Mother Nature in her wisdom provides for this because persons with the cancer sun are usually fond of dairy products. The principle is further demonstrated in chapters 9 and 10, which discuss vitamins, minerals, and the physiological cell salts. Be careful not to confuse these nutritional requirements with food preferences discussed earlier. The sun and its opposite signs show special nutritional requirements, which have little to do with your particular food preferences and taste as shown by the sign on the second house cusp. Often we want foods that are not particularly good for us, nor easily digestible, especially when the signs on the cusps of the second and tenth houses are in different elements because of inter interception. Mmm, <clears throat> makes sense. Okay, so yeah, that's that's amazing. To this is so interesting to me. I hope you guys are not bored. <laughs> But I just love this stuff. So we're going into the last um, the last title, which is Astrology and Metabolism. Okay, so it says, um, so this is Astrology and Metabolism. Um, the student should keep in mind certain basic principles in studying astronutrition. First of all, the word metabolism represents the sum of all the biochemical processes that take place within the body. These processes can be divided into two general categories of chemical reaction, process that break down complex compounds into simpler ones and those that make simpler compounds into more complex ones. The biologist calls these processes catabolism and anabolism. Respectively, the chemist calls them analysis and synthesis, but whatever you call these two processes, Venus slash Jupiter is symbolically related to the anabolic process and Mars slash Saturn to the catabolic processes. In the simplest terms, Venus represents the process of growing and Jupiter represents the result growth. Mars represents the degenerative process and Saturn their results old age, and eventual death. Another way of looking at metabolism is in terms of energy. Some reactions use energy. Other reactions release energy. The majority of chemical reactions in the body require energy in order to occur. These called 
endothermic reactions are under the, the general rulership of the moon. Exothermic reactions, the, those that release energy, are ruled by the sun. Most exothermic reactions involve oxidation of some com compound. When the compound combines with oxygen, heat is released. The basic process of respiration is exothermic with a simple sugar glucose as a fuel and with the blood supplying oxygen. The heat that is released provides each cell with the necessary energy for all of its endothermic reactions. In broad terms, respiration is ruled by the sun, but it, it is also a Saturn ruled process, analysis. Because the relatively complex glucose molecule is broken down into the simpler molecule of carbon dioxide and water, the reverse endothermic process in plants is called photosynthesis, in which the plant combines the sun's energy with water and carbon dioxide to form starch in, it, in its leaves. Photosynthesis is ruled by the moon and by Jupiter synthesis. Digestion is also a two-part process. In the first part, foods are broken down from complex to simpler compounds. What takes place along the digestive tract is analytic and Saturn-ruled. After these simple compounds are absorbed in the small intestine, their rearrangement into more complex compounds that the body needs in synthetic and thus Jupiter-ruled. Therefore, in assessing a natal horoscope for nutritional or metabolic purpose, it is most important to note the aspect relationships among the Sun, Moon, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Sometimes the so-called afflicted aspects, specifically planets in square, opposition, semi-square, or quincux, in conjunct, indic indicate problems with body chemistry. A conjunction between planets in group 1, Sun, Venus, and Jupiter, and group 2, Moon, Mars, and Saturn is also an aspect of affliction. A conjunction within one of these groups is not generally considered an affliction, at least from the nutritional point of view. In nutritional astrology, Mercury and Uranus generally symbolize mental aspects of the physical problem. Neptune and Pluto are usually associated with compounds that in one way or another are toxic to the body or at least have no part in the body's natural chemistry. Uh, Neptune represents drugs that deceive the body in some way to accomplish some medical purpose. Aspirin, for example, is Neptune ruled since it makes the body turn off the pain mechanism and tricks the senses into believing that the pain is gone. Neptune-type poisons are those that we do not usually identify as poisons. Pluto-type poisons are rule more obvious. Pluto is also the general ruler of enzymes, but the purpose of enzymes is to cause certain reactions to occur. They are not themselves product, products of the reaction. In Saturn-type reactions, analysis, solid or gaseous waste pr products are formed that are of no further value to the body and must be eliminated. The solid waste products are ruled by Pluto and the gaseous ones by Neptune. These waste products can be toxic to the body if they are not promptly eliminated. If you keep these principles, if you keep these basic principles in mind, you will find it relatively easy to assign planetary rulerships to metabolic substances and process even when a reference book does not give the proper rulership. One other principle of astro, astro nutrition could be kept firmly in mind. That just because a substance is valuable to the body in proper amount, too much of a good thing can be just as bad as a lack of it. Too much vitamin A and D, for example, can damage the liver. Too much salt can cause hypertension. 
too much sugar hypoglycemia, and too much fat obesity. For good nutrition, excess of all kinds should be avoided. Okay, that is it for that chapter. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know that it gets really sciencey and like using all kinds of terms that we're not really familiar with, but that's why I'm just reading so that we can all find, you know, like research ourselves or learn ourselves about this um, the best that we can. And so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I love you guys so much. You guys take care and I will see you in the next episode. Uh, good night.